0: My name is Dr. Austin Tay and you are listening to Psych Chat. Hi there and welcome to episode 34 of Psych Chat. This is the last episode of the Productivity at Work series, and today I am going to be talking to you about how to deal with conflicts at work. Now when it comes to conflict at work, some will try to avoid it at all costs, while others do not mind confronting it. Whether we like it or not, sometimes it is inevitable that we will have to be embroiled in conflicts at work. Before I share some tips on how you can manage conflicts at work, let's start with some of the reasons why conflicts are unavoidable at work. Now, some of the reasons I think could be one, different values, two, different backgrounds, three, different working practices, four, different experience working with others, and number five, different ideas. And perspectives. Now, while conflicts can bring people who do not see things similarly together, conflicts can also be useful in changing how we perceive and do things. When people differ from us in how they confront issues or solve problems, that can help to ignite creativity and innovative solutions. We might even start to change and think outside our comfort zones. Now let's look in depth a little bit on how conflicts can originate. So what are the sources that cause conflicts? Number one, personal differences. For example, when our expectations, perceptions, values and working style and even beliefs differ from others, They can cause conflicts. In addition, as these differences are closely connected to our being, they are laced with emotions which might not be easily resolved. Now, have you ever encountered when a colleague who gets upset because the team does not accept their views or that they will raise their voice to win an argument? Such behavior can sometimes manifest itself as a more toxic form of conflict that can lead to office politics, which can be destructive. Thus, office politics must be swiftly dealt with to ensure that the workplace remains safe for everyone. Number two, conflicting interests. Workplace conflict. It's common when people realize that their objectives are different. For example, when salesperson want to provide a big discount to secure a sales deal, the legal department would prefer to stick with the pre-agreed discount. Number three, lack of information. When people do not have enough information, there is a high likelihood of misinterpretation and miscommunication. And all these are common causes that lead to conflicts. Number four, misalignment. People's goals and responsibilities do not align with their expectations or values. Now while this type of conflict might not be easily identified, such conflict can lead to people feeling demotivated or leaving the organization. Number five. Environmental stresses. These stresses can lead to conflict when there is a lack of resources and uncertainty. For example, living in a VUCA world or their organization is being restructured. Now, people respond to this type of conflict by adopting a fight or flight response. So, what then can we do? Is there a strategy that we can use to resolve conflict? To this point, I would like to introduce the interest-based relational approach developed by Roger Fisher, William Uri and Bruce Patton in their book, Getting to Yes. Now in that book, they share five core steps. Step number one, set the scene. Now, this is where you establish your ground rules with the other person. Using the IBR approach, both parties are assertive, yet respectful, open and cooperative. As mentioned earlier, when we have our perceptions and beliefs and are emotional, we are likely to try to shut the other party out. Thus, to resolve conflict, Active listening is important. Now, as I shared in the first episode of this Productivity at Work series on the importance of effective communication, communication can indeed help to de-escalate a conflict situation. To reduce the exacerbation of conflict, being clear and upfront will be beneficial. Step 2. Gather information. This step is about understanding your position and that of the other person. What are the needs and interests that might have ignited the conflict? To ensure this step works, both parties must be open and honest in the discussion. Be prepared before getting into the discussion. Know your position and understand your motivations. Doing all this will help to clarify your needs and create self-awareness about where you might be unreasonable or biased. Step 3. Agree on the problem. Now, it is not easy when two differing adults engage in a discussion to address conflicts. However, to resolve any conflict right, it is necessary for both parties to agree on what the problem is. It might seem like an arduous exercise, but when both parties are in agreement on the cause of the problem, finding a win-win solution to benefit both parties will be slightly easier. Step 4. Brainstorm Possible Solution This step sees both parties work towards a solution that best serves their interests. This is not about compromise, but finding solutions so both parties can leave the negotiation knowing that they have addressed their needs. Both parties need to be involved in the brainstorming session to achieve that. Now at this stage, being open to possibilities and various solutions is important to reach the right solution. Lastly, step five, negotiate. A solution. By this stage, hopefully the conflict might be resolved. Now, since both sides better understand each other's position, the goal is to reach a mutually agreed solution. The result must be a win for both parties, and no one should feel compromised on anything that is important to them. Now, when a resolution cannot be found in a conflict situation, some form of intervention must be involved. For example, someone in management can step in to facilitate the conflict to reach an amicable solution to prevent one party from bullying the other, thus preventing workplace bullying. Conflict in the workplace can be destructive towards how people work in teams, which can impact team morale and productivity. When conflict is not managed promptly and correctly, it can lead to team dysfunction and unwanted psychological harm to people in the workplace. On the other hand, when conflict is managed properly, it can lead to creative solutions and enhance team working and dynamics. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Site Chat. If you have any comments or suggestions, please send them to sitechat@omnisite.com at or tweet them to site underscore Chat. Thank you for listening. You have been listening to Site Chat. This podcast is brought to you by OmniSci Consulting. We are a team of psychologists with a wealth of experience working with individuals, teams and organizations in coaching, executive selection, assessment and development, career transitioning and workplace intervention. OmniSide Consulting exists to solve the critical issues facing our clients, both large and small. Our approach is to tailor-make each service to meet the requirements of our clients. Our broad range of services and solutions help individuals and organizations to facilitate change, achieve their vision, and optimize performance and productivity.